Hello, everybody. This is Risa, and I'm going to be doing a solstice, summer solstice meditation and talk today. This is an experiment, and uh, if it goes well, I'll be continuing these talks. So today is summer solstice, our first day of summer. The sun entered Cancer. Cancer is ray 3 and 7. And the keynote of Cancer is, I build a lighted house and therein dwell. The soul enters each one of us, our bodies, and becomes a light within us. And the new group of world servers and disciples are to be the light of the world. And when we become this light of the world, when this cancer light pours into us, we become a lighthouse for humanity. And we are able to provide nourishment to everything around us. So today, in our first day of cancer, in our first summer day, and our solstice day, I'm going to read some information, occult information, that most people don't hear. I'm going to read about the solstice, and I'm going to read about something called the Immaculate Conception. And uh, so... Let us begin now by bringing ourselves into a state of calmness and quiet and poise. Let us say our soul invocation. We'll be lifting up our personality to the light of the soul. And we will be listening from the level of the soul. The soul is our comforter and it is our healer. And so let us stand together. Let us visualize we stand together in an ashram garden. Everything we do, everything we do together is in a state of visualization. When we, we visualize these things, we help humanity. We create the thought form of solution for humanity's crisis. So we work it within the etheric and on inner levels together as a group. So we always begin with a soul invocation. We say these words and we identify with them. And we say, I am the soul. I am light divine. I am love. I am will. I am fixed and perfect in my design. And so we visualize that we stand as a group in this garden within the center of a six-pointed star. And in our visualizations, we also surround our country, our people, our government. We surround our entire earth, all the kingdoms. We surround all leaders in all countries and nations with the six-pointed star. And with our creative imaginations, we lift up the personality to the light of the soul. And then we stand within that light, and we call humanity to stand with us. And as we stand here, we look up and see another triangle, the will of God and the will to good, the will to love. Each morning as we awaken, we dedicate ourselves to the will to good, the will to love. When we do such a thing as dedicating ourselves to the will to good and the will to love, we are taking direct action. We are making a promise and a commitment. And when we do this, goodwill emerges from us. Let us now see this triangle. It's a triangle of fire. 
surround our country and people again in our government, surround the entire earth, our emerald green magical earth with this fiery triangle. Let us see that the flames, the fire, touches the hearts and minds of humanity. And when they do, when the flames and the fire touch the hearts of humanity, embedded within humanity is the, is the will to good and goodwill. And these come alive. And then there is a actual equation for peace, which is an active ongoing process. The will to good becomes goodwill. The goodwill becomes right relations. And the right relations becomes the beauty, the peace, the harmony that all of humanity seeks. Let us place the six-pointed star and monadic triangle into the hearts and minds of humanity everywhere. We see these symbols engraved across every nation. And then the spirit comes forth and lifts up humanity's personality to the soul, little will to the greater will. So I'm going to begin to read about summer solstice and the Immaculate Conception. First, I want to say that the solstices and the equinoxes are the four most important festivals in the annual cycle of each year. These are cardinal points, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. And these cardinal points are present. And through these cardinal points, many layers of wisdom can unfold. And how we receive them is we attune to them. We know about them. And as we attune to them, call them in, we gain subtle perceptions and revelations. We follow the rhythms and the laws existing in nature. And as we do this with our new and full moons, our solstices and equinoxes, we then become white magicians. And we follow the seventh ray rituals. And we bring into the earth new archetypes new rhythms. Since ancient times, rituals have been performed on the solstices and equinoxes, but at this present time, they're mostly lost. Many people don't even know about the meanings of the solstices and the equinoxes, and so they can't pay attention to the change of energy. There are religious festivals around these cardinal points, but they actually only approximate but are not exact. We need to begin to understand the qualities of time. We need to understand the rituals and the rhythms of nature. Then we begin an inner work and we stand with deepest intentions. These festivals take place according to the solar calendar. Well, now I'm going to I'm going to speak about the uh, the summer solstice. These are writings that I have done over time, and uh, I'm going to read them again. June 21st is the summer solstice each year. It's the high point of our solar year. It's when nature is in it at is at its perfection. There is a magical transformation. The hard brown seeds that we planted turn into flowers turn into colors, to fragrances. And this 
transformation reaches its culmination at summer solstice. The solstices and equinoxes tell us a story about light. Four times a year, light pierced the heart of matter, the core of the earth, during winter solstice, when earth was in darkness. At spring equinox, the light rises from the core of the earth, the heart of the earth, and touches the roots of the plants and trees with a globe of fire. Now, at summer solstice, there is a powerful radiation of released light. Within all the plants and the trees, you can see it. It's like a green emerald fire. They're waving about is actually a movement of ecstasy, of joy. Earth is in a state of joy, in a state of well-being during summer solstice. Angelic beings and fairies and devas can be contacted easily and intimately at this time. Summer solstice marks the time when their great work of mixing and manipulating color, light, and sound to produce chlorophyll in plants is complete. In the etheric realms, fairy dancing and feasting takes place in fields, in meadows, everywhere in the northern latitudes. Shakespeare saw this and he created and wrote Midsummer Night's Dream. It describes accurately the inner workings of the nature kingdom of the fairies and devas during summer solstice. Filled with drama, this play concerns the occult truths and the mysteries of initiation. And the play lasts for four days, the same amount of time it takes the sun in Cancer poised at its northernmost position, perpendicular to the earth, to turn around. There is a marriage feast performed by the fairies at this time. It, it acknowledges the uniting of the feminine receptive earth and the masculine radiating light of the sun, uniting the poles. This is also the significance of Cancer's glyph, the hierarchy of cancer, also called the cherubim, are responsible for the appearance of all forms on earth. It is through cancer that the birth of each of us is made possible, and the birth of all forms. Summer solstice is under the guardianship of the archangel Uriel, under the constellation of cancer, and under Sirius, the star that stimulates the power of beauty. And there's much more. I wrote, I wrote about much more on my website, Nightlight News, and on all the sites that I'm writing on. I'm now on Substack, Gab, and Truth Social, and also again on Nightlight News. And now I want to talk about the Immaculate Conception, and this is something most people are not aware of. The Immaculate Conception is something that most people mistake for when Mary became pregnant with baby Jesus. However, that is not the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception is about Mary and how when she came to the earth, she came pure. Mary is a master. She is the feminine master in the hierarchy. And so about the Immaculate Conception, one of the most important mysteries taught in the ancient wisdom schools is the Immaculate Conception. As we enter into the Aquarian Age, many veils that have hidden 
the mystery teachings will be lifted and misinterpretations will be revealed as to the inner meaning of religious and historical events. The presently held interpretation of the Immaculate Conception is of a woman, Mary, conceived she, she conceived a child, Jesus, without her husband, Joseph's seed, to fertilize her egg. That is not the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception, from an inner esoteric point of view, has nothing to do with the conception of Jesus or of sexual intercourse. Long ago, before we achieved individuality, when we still lived in the Garden of Eden, a real place in another dimension, in Lemuria, the harmony that we experienced came from unconsciously living within certain cyclical laws. As we entered deeply into matter, we became scientifically and materially oriented, and this is the, pan the plan of evolution, to enter deeper into the matter. And as we did so, the ancient laws of harmony were gradually forgotten. With our recent entrance into the Aquarian Age and the influence of Uranus, the planet of revelation, the ancient secrets will once again become available, but this time to be used consciously. The Immaculate Conception has to do with humanity working with the energies from the new and full moons each month. The moon, having no light of its own, works directly with the sun, receives the light of the sun in order to transmit the sun's energies to humanity. Each month, the sun transmits the energy from a certain place in the sky that holds specific evolutionary energies. These places are called constellations. Each month, the new and full moons transmit a particular evolutionary force from one constellation to humanity. If individuals are aware of and work intentionally with the energies available, a seed of illumination is formed in the body of the individual. After 12 months of intentional and focused work with the full and new moons, 12 seeds will have formed and will course through the body. At summer solstice, these seeds reach the pituitary and the pineal glands in the head center, and they blend together in what is called the third ventricle. This blending is called a sacred marriage. And the outcome of this union is a yearly increase in levels of individual illumination. The ancient alchemists spoke of this when they declared that the new body of man, the Aquarian mind body, would be formed from the union of the sun and the moon. At the time of the new and full moons, a sun seed or germ of light forms in the pineal gland, and a moon seed or germ of light forms in the pituitary. These seeds circulate throughout the body, moving like the paths of the sun and the moon in the heavens actually reflecting their movement and they create new currents of life within the body temple. The seeds have the ability to electrify the body with new life, radiance, and youthfulness. This process is an evolutionary rite of preparation for the new Aquarian mind of humanity and this is the actual immaculate conception within humanity. 
I want to say a prayer, and this is from the Blue Books. It's a, a prayer about the four corners of the square. We can think of them as the equinoxes and the solstices, the four corners of the square. At these four corners, we see four angels, and these four angels utter four words. At the four corners of the square, the four angels are seen. They are orange. Orange they are, but veiled in a rosy light. And within each form, the yellow flame is seen, and around each form, the blue. And four words they utter forth, one for each human race, but not the sacred sound which brings forth the seventh. Two words have died away, and four sound today. One sounds in realms so high that we cannot enter there are seven words of man ringing round the square. Each day of man, the words take forth. That each day of man, the words take form, and they are different in the words we hear. From out of the north, a word is chanted forth, which means be pure. From out of the south, the word peels out. I dedicate. From out of the east brings a light divine, and the word comes swinging round the square, and we hear, love all. And from out of the west an answer is thrown back, I serve. Be pure, I dedicate, love all, I serve. This is a faint effort to express in English ancient Atlantean phrases they're older than Sanskrit or Sensar. They are known only to a mere handful of the members of the hierarchy. But in our thoughts of purity and dedication, love and service, which we are dedicated to, in these four words are summed up the nature and destiny of humanity. It is important to know that they are not spiritual qualities, but they are potent occult forces. Occult means mind and hidden. They are potent occult forces. They are dynamic in their incentive and creative in their results. We ponder upon these words. And when we do, we have consequently with these four words added to the first one, spiritual attainment. And as we stand within them, we stand within the five qualities and qualifications of the white magician. I'm going to end today with two prayers, mantras. One is the mantra of unification. Every day as we do our meditation in our esoteric group, we stand with all the children of the world. They are confused with what is their task in this time of the Kali Yuga. What is their task? And so we are giving them their task because we are their teachers and we place these words into their hearts and minds, and we say these words with them. I want to also say that there are words here that most people don't understand. One of the words is men or man. Men or man. That is a Sanskrit word, and its origins means the thinkers. 
It is not a gendered word in esotericism. So we stand with the children of the world and we say these words with them. And these words go out from our hearts and their hearts into the collective of humanity. And we say together, the sons and daughters of men are one. And we are one with them. We seek to love, not hate. We seek to serve and not exact due service. We seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life in all events. And bring to light the love which underlies the happenings of the time. The love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let the inner union demonstrate outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all men love. In our great invocation, the great mantra of direction for humanity, first let us stand in these five points. And from these points, they are distributive points. We stand with the great archangels. These are great centers, inlets and outlets. We visualize at the pinnacle of these points, these places, these areas in the world, that there is a great lighthouse and there is a light that turns around so that all can have light at all times. And above that light is a great fire, the fire of the will to good. We stand in Darjeeling, New York City, London, Geneva, Tokyo, and Darjeeling. And from these places we say together, from the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, Let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth, and so let it be, and help us to know and to do, and to anchor our part in the world. For we know, O Lords of life and love, about the needs of our people, our country, our children, our world. Touch our hearts anew with love, so that we too may love and give and do our part as a group. And we turn now. We turn to face the world And we invite everyone to say this Kali Yuga prayer with us. We stand in this Kali Yuga time, three-fourths dark, one-fourth light. We stand as the light of the world, and we lift up our lamps so that the way is not so dark for humanity. And we invite them to say the Kali Yuga prayer with us. Lead us, O Lord, from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real from death to immortality, from chaos to beauty. 
Lead us, O Lord, from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality, and from chaos to beauty. And now, everyone, let's let this, the teachings and the mantras and the prayers and our dedications, rest within our bodies and our hearts and minds. And as they do, as they rest within our hearts, our bodies, our minds, we're going to say our three ohms together. And this sound of the ohms circulates all through the entire universe, touches the hearts and minds of the hierarchy, the Christ, the Lord of the world, the teachers, the masters, and they join in with us. And it touches the hearts of all the kingdoms and all the people. And they too join in with us. Let us say our three ohms together. Well, that's all for today, everyone, on this summer solstice first day, first day of summer. I think our next podcast will be at the new and full moons. Um, As we reach this culmination in the summertime, we start a new year of the new and full moons. So I invite everyone to join us each month. I'll see you then, everyone. I look forward to it. Bye-bye, everyone. Love to everyone.